It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you today. Amen? Amen. Welcome to those of you who are here, those of you who are joining us online, special welcome to you. As we continue on in our God series that we have been going through, today we will be talking about the God who speaks to us. So if you have your Bibles, would you turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3? 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting at verse 1. And I know you just sat down and got comfortable, but if you are able to, would you please stand as we read God's word? 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting from verse 1. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now in those days, messages from the Lord were very rare and visions quite uncommon. One night, Eli, who was almost blind by now, had gone to bed. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God. Suddenly, the Lord called out, Samuel. Yes, Samuel replied. What is it? He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, Eli replied. Go back to bed. So he did. Then the Lord called out again, Samuel. Again, Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son, Eli said. Go back to bed. Samuel did not yet know the Lord because he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time, and once more Samuel got up and went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? Then Eli realized it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed, and the Lord came and called as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, I am about to do a shocking thing in Israel. I am going to carry out all my threats against Eli and his family from beginning to end. I have warned him that judgment is coming upon his family forever because his sons are blaspheming God and he hasn't disciplined them. So I have vowed that the sins of Eli and his sons will never be forgiven by sacrifices or offerings. Samuel stayed in bed until morning. And then he got up and opened the doors of the tabernacle as usual. He was afraid to tell Eli what the Lord had said to him. But Eli called out to him, Samuel, my son. Here I am, Samuel replied. What did the Lord say to you? Tell me everything. And may God strike you and even kill you if you hide anything from me. So Samuel told Eli everything. He didn't hold anything back. It is the Lord's will, Eli replied. Let him do what he thinks best. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and everything Samuel said proved to be reliable. And all Israel, from Dan to the north to Beersheba in the south, knew that Samuel was confirmed as a prophet of the Lord. 
the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh and gave messages to Samuel there at the tabernacle. And Samuel's words went out to all the people of Israel. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed we thank you for this time that we can dive into your word and hear from you. And God, truly this morning we desire to hear from you. We pray that your Holy Spirit would move and have your way and that you would help us to be obedient to respond to the leading of your Spirit. And so God, may you speak to us, open our hearts and our minds, and we pray, oh God, for you indeed to move and have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Feel free to be seated. Samuel was the son of Elkanah and Hannah. And we first meet them in 1 Samuel chapter 1, where we read about these two individuals. Now, if you know the story, you know that Hannah was barren. She wasn't able to have a child, and so she was very distressed about this. She cried out to God, and one day in the temple she went to pray, and there she was so deep in anguish and so upset and crying out to God that Eli the priest even thought that she was drunk at that time in the morning because of how she was just talking to God and so upset and distressed. And in the midst of her anguish, she cried out to God and she asked God, God, if you would just give me a son, she promised that she would dedicate that child back to God and give him to the Lord's service. Well, we know that she eventually got pregnant and she had a child and that child was Samuel. After the child was weaned, Hannah kept her promise to God. She went and she gave that child up to Eli the priest to give over him to the service of God. And we see that Samuel lived in the tabernacle. He assisted Eli, and Eli taught him the ways of God. God answered her prayer, and therefore she had Samuel. Samuel at this point in time here was just a boy. And we see that it was on a night when he was about to go to sleep that the Lord spoke to him. And the story we just read happened. And it's interesting when we think about the fact that God spoke to him. The Bible tells us that in these times, messages were uh, very rare and dreams were very uncommon at this time, visions and dreams from the Lord. But yet God chose to speak to Samuel. One might think, well, it would only be logical that God would speak to Eli. I mean, after all, he was the priest. He was the elder. He was the one who had the position. Samuel was just a child. He didn't know God. He didn't know the things of God. He never heard from God. He didn't understand these things. Yet God chose to speak to him. This shows us that the God who speaks to us speaks to everyone no matter who you are. God speaks to all of us, no matter who we are. Whether we're old or young, whether we're rich or poor, whether we're educated or not, whether we have a car or we take the bus, God speaks to all of us. We are his creation and he loves us. God chose to speak 
through a child. He chose to give this message that he had to Samuel, this boy. You see, God is not so concerned about position and what we have or what we don't have, but he's more concerned about our faith. He's more concerned about what he can use us to accomplish and our willingness to be used by God. And he saw Samuel's faith. You see, we must be prepared for God to work in and through us at any time, at any stage in our life, at any place, because God is able to use sometimes the most even unexpected channels to work through. Sometimes he gives messages to the most unexpected people, and we need to be ready and willing to listen to what God has to say to us. God shows us over and over in his word that he is not just some far-off, distant God, distant being who has no real connection to his people. The God that we serve is an intimate and personal God. He is one who not just sits back and watches what happens, but he's one who steps down and gets his hands messy. He's one who comes right to us, and he wants to have a relationship with us. He's one who loves us and wants to be involved in every aspect of our life. God wants to communicate with us. One of the most essential things in any relationship is communication. Communication is so key. And in order for us to have a great relationship with God, we must learn to communicate with him. And I'm not talking about just talking to him, but the, 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 the art of listening to God as well. Hearing from God. Even though Samuel was just a child, God spoke to him directly. God speaks to us in many different ways. For Samuel, it was an audible voice that he heard. For us today, it may be different ways that God may speak to us, but nonetheless, he spoke. The problem was that Samuel had never heard from God. He didn't know what the voice of God sounded like. He didn't realize or recognize that this was God speaking to him. So he went to Eli because he thought surely it was Eli who was calling him. Eli helped him to realize that it was actually the Lord. By speaking to Eli and by going to Eli each time, he helped him to realize that it was the Lord. There may be times in our life where God is speaking to us, but we're not sure whether that's because we've never heard from God or we've never experienced him leading us or speaking to us in different ways. We may be unsure, uncertain what it is he's saying, but that's why it's important. If you feel the Lord might be speaking to you, talk to a spiritually mature person about it. If you feel that the Lord might be speaking to you, Talk to someone who is spiritually mature, a spiritually mature Christian who will help to pray for you, who will help to share wisdom with you, what the Bible says. Talk about what's going on and how you're feeling. You see, Samuel was not used to hearing from God. Eli was the one who should be hearing from God. Eli was the one who had the experience. So he helped Samuel to realize. What about you? What about in your own life? How might God be speaking to you? 
Well, it could be an audible voice like Samuel. It could also be in, in many different means that God uses, whether that's visions or dreams, whether that's through another individual, a person who God might use to speak through you. Maybe it's a sermon or a song. Maybe it's a book or a poem. God often speaks through his word. When we read his word, sometimes God gives us confirmation through that means. Whatever means or method God might use, may we be open to hearing from him. God speaks to us. And it's important if we're not sure, if we're uncertain, to speak to a spiritually mature person. And I specifically use those words spiritually mature. You know why? Because just because a person is older does not necessarily mean that they're spiritually mature. In the same way, just because a person is younger doesn't mean that they're not spiritually mature. The bottom line is that regardless of who we are, we should have Christian friends. We should have great Christian people who we can surround ourselves with, ask to pray for and encourage us, talk to, help us. And we in turn need to help them as well. We need to ask the Lord for that. And I want you to know that it's okay if we feel like God is speaking to us to ask God to confirm it for confirmation. Sometimes we feel like we shouldn't ask because we feel like, you know, God's going to get upset with us or it's wrong or whatnot. It's not. God is okay. He understands and he wants to make his message clear to us. And it's okay to ask him to confirm it. If this is where you're leading me, God, please confirm it. If this is what you want me to do, confirm it somehow and God will do it. He will confirm that. He will give us that confirmation. So in order for us to truly hear what God is saying, we also need to give him the opportunity to speak to us. We need to give God that opportunity to speak. Samuel, in the quiet moments of the night, gave God that opportunity. God was able to speak to him because he had that opportunity to do so. Now, God is able to speak regardless of where we are and what we're doing. We know that. But my question to you is, do we give God enough opportunity in our lives to speak to us? Do we set aside enough time to hear from God, not just talk to him and give him our bucket list and tell him all the things that we want, our wish list, but do we set aside enough time just to hear from him, to be quiet in his presence, to be still and know that he is God, to listen and learn his voice? Do we give him that opportunity? You see, in the culture and age that we live in, Electronics are huge. Electronics is cues. Everything is about cell phones and computers and tablets and gadgets and music and YouTube and downloads and social media. And you know, when do we give God the opportunity to speak to us? Whether we're texting or we're on the phone or we're watching a video or we're binge watching Netflix, we go out, people put their earphones in and they keep to themselves and they're listening to their music or they're talking to someone else. And it's so difficult to even try to get a word into someone else, much less God wanting to speak to us. 
I don't know if you've ever come across people like this, but there are some people who just love to talk. Have you ever come across people like that? They just, they just love to talk. My fiance is one. If you want to talk to someone, go talk to him. He, he, he loves to talk, but, but he's not, he, he's, he's not to the extreme that some people may be. Like, for example, my grandmother was one, you get her on the phone and she'd just be talking. Like, I don't know what she's saying. She's talking about the weather, she's talking about the news, she's talking about this and that. You could literally put the phone down, go wash dishes or something, come back, and she's still talking. She wouldn't even know. There, there are some people like that. I don't know, have you ever come across anyone like that? So when it comes to people like that, it's almost impossible to get a word in, right? It's almost like, why even bother? Because they're not gonna listen. They're just gonna talk over you. You try to talk, they're still talking, right? On the other hand, there's the other kind of people who you're trying to have a conversation with, right? But, but they're so busy on their phone or they're so busy doing something while you're talking to them or they're looking here or looking there or checking out what's going on that you're almost like, okay, just finish. I'll just, I'll just wait, right? You finish what you're doing on your phone or on your computer because it's kind of rude. They're not giving you that attention, right? So it's almost like you feel like I'm just going to wait until you're ready to give me your attention because you're not listening to what I have to say anyways, right? Sometimes I wonder if God feels like that where there's so much going on in our lives, where we're constantly doing this, doing that, engaged in this, watching this, talking to that person, that God just stands quietly and says, I'll just wait. I'll just wait until you're ready to give me your attention. I'll just wait because I'm not gonna yell. I'm not gonna scream. I'm not gonna shout. I just want you to give me your undivided attention. Do we give God that opportunity enough to speak to us? Do we allow the Holy Spirit, those quiet moments in our life, to speak to us? Where we, we truly decide to put aside time, whether we turn off our phone or put it in a drawer, whether we decide we're not going to watch TV tonight, but we're just going to get in God's Word. And when we do, it's difficult, right? Because you try to put aside time, but then what comes to mind? Oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, I need to put the clothes in the dryer. Oh, what am I going to cook for dinner? What, you know, all these things start happening where we need to be intentional in giving God that opportunity to speak to us. We need to allow him that opportunity. God has so much to say to us. He has so many things that he wants to share, that he wants to reveal, that he wants to tell us. And whether that's about the future, whether that's about our job situation, our family life, whatever it may be, are we giving him the opportunity to do so? We need to give him that opportunity. So Samuel allowed the Lord the opportunity to speak, and he said, speak, your servant is listening. May we also, like Samuel, be able to say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Amen. Your servant is listening. The message that God had for this young boy was unfortunately a very heavy one. 
It wasn't a very pleasant one either. It was a heavy message. And especially the fact that Samuel was at such a young age. You wonder, God, why would you unload this responsibility on a child to tell him about, you know, Eli and, and the destruction of his family, basically? He's just a child. Why would you tell him this message? God gave Samuel such a great responsibility in doing this. And I can only imagine how frightened Samuel would have been. The fact that he has this responsibility to tell Eli and, you know, what's Eli going to think? Is he going to even believe me? What's going to happen? You know, am I going to be the one responsible for all of this? He was scared. You see, when we think about God, sometimes we can have this misconception that because God is loving and he's good and he's forgiving, that there's only good and positive and feel-good messages. When the truth of the matter is that not all messages from God are positive and feel good, but they are important. Not all the things that God has to say to us are going to make us feel warm and fuzzy inside, but they are important for us to hear and they are necessary for us in order for us to grow spiritually, in order for us to make changes, in order for God to rebuke us and bring about correction and things in our life. We need to hear the messages like that that he has to say to us. There are places in the Bible where we read about God personally doing it or sending someone, a prophet, to rebuke a person or a group of people because of their actions. How many times did God send prophets to tell the Israelites to stop doing what they were doing, to turn from their wicked ways? He sent a prophet to David to rebuke him about his actions and what he did to Uriah and, and, and committing adultery. God over and over rebuked people, brought about correction, and some of those messages were very hard to hear when he had to tell a group of people that if you don't change your ways, this is what's going to happen. But those messages are necessary. They are important for us to hear. And so when we listen to God and when we hear from God, we need to be open to what he has to say to us. Not just the positive and good stuff, but the things that will help us to grow, that will help to bring about changes, that will improve our quality of relationship with him, that will cause us to go deeper with him. He has so much in store for us, and we need to be willing to hear it the conviction and the correction to help us. And the things that he also wants us to change and get rid of, we need to be open to hear. Whatever God has in store for us, whatever he wants to say to you, may you be willing to listen and know that it may not necessarily be positive and feel good, but it is important for your spiritual growth to challenge you and to bring about change. So God told Samuel, what was going to happen to Eli and his family because of Eli's lack of discipline towards his sons. And it may seem a little unfair that he gave Samuel this responsibility, but he couldn't tell Eli this because Eli was the one who God was going to to punish because of his consequences. And this is also something that just came to mind here I think I read it a bit when I was reading the commentaries. But Eli spent his life serving God, which was wonderful. He was a priest. He carried out the responsibilities that God had. Yet, 
Eli neglected his family. He neglected the responsibility that he had to discipline his own children, to discipline what was going on in his own home, yet he neglected it. And because of that, God punished him for it. Because of that, see, we can spend our time serving God and volunteering and doing this and doing that, but if our own home is not in order, it's important. It's important that we make sure our own home is in order. So, so Samuel was afraid. He was afraid because he was just a child, and after all, Eli was his mentor. Eli was his elder. Eli was who he was learning from. So he may have felt, imagine how he felt. Who am I to give Eli this kind of message? I'm just a kid. Is Eli even going to believe what I have to say? But even though it was hard, Samuel needed to be obedient to the Lord. Even though it was hard, he needed to do what God was telling him to do. When the Lord speaks, we need to be obedient to his message. When we, when we hear the Lord speak, we need to be obedient to what he's saying, the instructions that he's giving, the messages that he is giving in order to carry out the Lord's instructions. Samuel did as the Lord instructed him to do and delivered the message. In verse 18, it says, Samuel told Eli everything. He didn't hold anything back. You see, even though it wasn't a message that Eli may have wanted to hear, it was very important that Samuel still gave this message because this is what the Lord wanted. People are not always going to like what we have to say. People are not always going to appreciate it, especially when we start to make them feel uncomfortable, especially when what we say starts to bring about conviction or step on toes or, or whatnot. But it is important that when we read the Word of God that we don't just read them or hear them, but we actually carry out what God has instructed us to do. Not just be hearers, but doers of the Word. Because we can hear about things, but if we're not actually putting it into action, what good is it to us? God wants us to be obedient when he speaks to carry out his responsibilities. We are the hands and feet of Christ, and we are the ones who are to do that. So when God is speaking to you, are we being obedient? Are you being obedient in carrying out the responsibilities? Maybe God is speaking to you about a family who is in need. Are you being obedient to carry out that responsibility and help them as much as you are able to? Maybe you hear about a need of, of someone who is having financial hardship and you're able to meet that need. Are you being obedient to how God is able? Maybe you feel the Holy Spirit leading you to even just drop off a bag of groceries to that individual or family. Are you being obedient to how the Spirit is leading you? However God may be leading you, may be speaking to you. Sometimes we, we may say that we, we don't experience God speaking to us. I've never heard the voice of God. I've never experienced that. Are we maybe not giving him that opportunity and listening enough? Maybe that's why. Are we being obedient to however God may be leading us and moving in our life? You see, in order to receive God's messages, not only do we need to listen, but we must be ready and willing to act upon what he tells us to do. We must be willing to do that. The God who speaks to us 
is a God who desires to have a personal relationship with each one of us. He desires to know us and for us to know him. He desires to have a relationship where we communicate with him on a regular basis. May we be so in tune with God's spirit that we hear his voice and that we recognize when it is that he's talking to us. Do you have that personal relationship with this God? This God who we call Jesus, he desires to have that relationship with you. The God who speaks to us speaks to everyone, no matter who we are. If you feel the Lord might be speaking to you, talk to a spiritually mature person about it. Remember to give the Lord the opportunity to speak to you. Not all messages from God are positive and feel good, but they are important. And when the Lord speaks, we need to be obedient to his message and to his instructions. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, indeed we thank you for today. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be in your house and to hear from you. We thank you, O oh God, that you are a God who speaks to us. You are one who communicates with us and has so much to say. And we pray, God, that you would help us, that you would help us to hear from you, to be in tune with your spirit, to give you the opportunity to speak. We pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, to recognize when it is you are speaking to us and to know that we may not always like what you have to say. We may not always like the correction or the conviction, but we pray that you would move us to change, that you would move us to grow deeper in relationship with you, that you would move us, oh God, to more of a holy life as you have called us to live. And we pray, God, that you would help us. And so we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. May you help us not just to be hearers, but doers of your word. Thank you, oh God. May you be glorified in our lives, in all that we say and all that we do. In the precious name of your son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand?